Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We have ourselves a very interesting basketball team to talk about. And the man who just saw them last night in front of his own two eyes, George Sedano from ESPN, ESPN LA. He is Mr. Los Angeles, as far as we're concerned, and he had the game last night. George, thank you for joining us here on Damon and Ratto. As always, it is a pleasure to talk to you, my man. How you doing? I'm good, fellas. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Ray is above average, and boy, <laughs> guess what? Uh, Anthony Davis was well above our average against the Golden State Warriors. When he is right, he shows you the promise, man. He shows it to you when he's right. Now, can he be the right Anthony Davis for more than three games in a row before he twists, sprains, does something? Who the hell knows? But man, when he is on, that's one of the toughest mismatches in sports. Yeah, he's incredible. He's a human cheat code when he is right, to your point, because we don't have a big man that has that kind of athleticism with the skill that he has. I mean, he has refined skills. His fadeaway jumper is almost un unguardable in some cases when it's on. Uh, he certainly has pretty good handle for a big fella, too. And I, I think that, you know, because even Giannis, you can say, obviously, Giannis has got a similar build, but Giannis has come a long way in regards to his natural skill or adding to his skill uh, because it didn't come naturally, whereas Anthony's is very natural. <laughs> You know, the story with Anthony, most people know, but maybe some listening don't. Like, he was a point guard as a kid and then shot up, like, something like eight or nine inches right, you know, his last year of high school or whatever before he ended up at Kentucky. And it took him a while to get used to his body. Yeah, he and went from, like, 6'2 to 7 feet. That skill has never really left him, or that skill set. Is there, because um, Davis has been maybe one of the prime enigmas in this league for much of his career. Is he finally showing signs of outgrowing that? Or is he always going to be day-to-day, -day, at least in terms of that part of his career? You know, Ray, I think that the biggest predictor of future injury is past injury. I'm a big believer in that. And I think that that's the unfortunate thing with him, is that the body's gone through a lot. Now, some of it early in his career, I believe, was soft tissue stuff, not anything structural. But then remember a couple of years, he, a couple of years ago, he had an Achilles thing, and that's dangerous, right? Now he's got this foot situation when big men tend to have foot issues. I think that obviously is an ominous sign. Now, hopefully for the Lakers' sake, not ominous enough where it ends his career prematurely, but it's certainly something they're going to have to manage 
kind of moving forward. And I think we're in this day and age of where we have so much information on these guys medically. Uh, we know so much about the evolutions of sports medicine that I think these were the type of things that would not have been diagnosed 10 or 15 years ago. And guys would have played through it and they would have ended their careers prematurely. And I use Chris Paul as kind of the perfect example for this, where Chris Paul in the 80s, 90s, or even early 2000s would have played, what, maybe eight years probably, you know, before the injuries mounted up. But because of load management, and I'm not the biggest advocate of load management, but I understand it from this regard and just the advances in science and medicine and things of that nature, he's now been around for 17. So it's just a weird give and take, and I... I I don't know if there's ever going to be the right formula for this in the NBA, but you're right. Anthony Davis is certainly an enigma when it comes to that stuff. And I think that, you know, if he can be peak Anthony Davis, then I think they're always going to be dangerous in some way, shape, or form. They get D'Angelo Russell back. They get LeBron back. And all of a sudden, it feels like L.A.'s got a little momentum that could carry them towards a more what they hope to be representative you know, team to look at the playoffs. If the Warriors are going to be a real representative team in the playoffs, obviously they need to get Andrew Wiggins back, and that still hasn't happened. But Steph Curry returns after missing about a month, George, and he had a fourth quarter that I think made everyone at, uh, don't call it Staples, we're, we're going with crypto for real, uh, it made everybody in the Los Angeles hold their breath for a little bit. I thought the, the Warriors were going to come roaring back there for a second. And I bet you he thought he was going to be able to pull it off, too. And then they got stymied. The Lakers just had an answer every time, basically, whenever the Warriors made their run. In the first half, the Warriors, or granted, the Lakers, I think, had a 25-8 to run uh, in the first quarter. Then the Warriors fought back with a 28-8 to run in the second quarter. And it was just that. It was just kind of a slugfest back and forth between those two. You know, when I called that game... Yesterday, there was a shot that Steph made in that second quarter. You know, he struggled mightily in the first. And he hit a big shot. Lakers called timeout. It got them within one at 41-40. And I told my partner at the time, I said, Steph Curry has arrived here at the game now with eight points uh, after that big shot. And it felt like he was, you could just get the sense that he was a little out of sorts Right, maybe a little rusty, for lack of a better phrase, to start that game. And I felt the same way in the third quarter too. That he just he wasn't himself. And then he finally got that engine revving, and you saw it. But it was just too little, too late because Davis and those guys were just not missing in those key moments. How seriously do you take the Lakers um, if they get to the playoffs? Um, can this can this be one of those? turn it on at just the right moment situations or as a lot of people seem to think they've wasted too much time not being anything particularly noteworthy well i'd probably lean towards the latter only because you can't guarantee me health for lebron james when you're talking about a guy who already was dealing with a left foot injury and then blew a tire on his right foot at 38 years old because he had to carry a roster that was less than suboptimal let's call it for a long stretch of time, this was kind of the thing that, I don't know if I talked to you guys about this, but that was one of my big concerns I talked about on my radio show at different places, that him carrying this load and this burden at this age was eventually going to come back and haunt them. And, you know, I wasn't trying to be, you know, 
Miss Cleo or anything, but <laughs> it seems obvious, right, that a 38-year-old guy can't carry that kind of load night in and night out uh, in this league, you know, a league of young people. And here we are. So if he's healthy, if just like for argument's sake, you tell me he's back, he's good, he can be LeBron James, then yeah, if they get in, they can be dangerous. But, man, that path is going to be hard because let's say they get in. Let's say they're the play-in. I don't. I mean, I know it's all jumbled up and can be close, but if I don't know if they're going to be five, six, seven games over five hundred in these last twenty-three games when they made the the deals. So, because they haven't done that all season, so I'm just going to say maybe they're a couple games above five hundred. That probably puts them at like the eight or nine, right? And if they're in that nine, then all of a sudden you're playing an extra game, and there's just so many more layers to it at that point. And then who are you getting? Because if you're getting Denver, they're not beating Denver, in my opinion. Now, people may think I'm nuts, but this Denver team is way better than people think they are. Uh, They defend at a very high level. They've been the fourth-best defense since December 18th. And Jokic, as we all know, and you guys saw it up close last season, uh, is really damn good, and he's only gotten better. So I look at them, and they kind of remind me a little of Dirk's Mavericks when they won in 2011. We have this one mega superstar, and you have a couple of all-star caliber type players and then really good role players. And those teams don't always win. You know, Dallas, the Pistons, right, have a few of those. The Pistons didn't even have that superstar, though. Um, I mean, Chauncey became a great player, but I don't know if you had put him in the Dirk or Jokic category by any means. But, yeah, like, I, I just think that if they get Denver, they're, they're out of gas. Now, if they get to the seven and, you know, they play Memphis – Potentially, if they get out of the play-in and they remain in the seven, maybe I like their chances. Maybe. But I, I don't think they can beat Denver, Ray. That's just my opinion. George Sedano, ESPN Family and Networks. And I mean, he's all over TV, radio, ESPN, LA. It's great to have him on here. 95-7 the game. George, obviously, John Morant was in the wind for all the wrong reasons on Friday, and it didn't get better over the weekend with the Instagram, and he's got Chrome, you know, <laughs> in the IG Live, and he's talking about come get these hollow points. It feels like uh, he's at a fork in the road, and he can either get back on the paved road of being a professional, highly paid athlete, or crean off of it into something that doesn't end up the professional, highly paid face of the NBA. It looked like the trajectory he was on not even a month ago. Yeah, honestly, this is, I know it's been coming for a while because we've had stories come out in dribs and drabs, but prior to those stories in the last couple weeks, if you would have told me that this was the situation, I would have been like, man, I I don't know. I I wouldn't have guessed it, right? Right. Uh, Now, the more I talk to, look, I'm not on social media all the time anymore. Like, I've got a wife and two kids. Like, I don't spend my time on Twitter and Instagram all the time monitoring what players are saying and he's happier for it folks (laughs) (laughs) but i talked to a couple of my um former nba player colleagues who are more active and they see the stuff that uh the grizzlies have posted and i know tracy mcgrady uh had mentioned this on all the smoke with matt barnes and stephen jackson uh maybe two months ago or whatever it was three months ago that he was worried that they needed a vet on that team and when you look at that team, they had Danny Green, but he never played. And I do think that stuff matters in sports. 
And, you know, the guys I've always talked to, like, I spent a lot of time, obviously, in my career in Miami. And I covered Dwayne Wade's entire career. And I remember Dwayne and I having this conversation about his vets. And everyone always assumes it's Shaq. And, yeah, Shaq played a role in that. Obviously, he came when Dwayne was in his second year. But he said, I learned to be a professional from Eddie Jones and Brian Grant because those were the guys in my locker room when I was a rookie. And I think that every team just needs those guys that just are willing to take that on. And whether Danny was willing to take it on or not, I don't know because I don't know those dynamics. But him not playing definitely doesn't help in those scenarios because he was hurt. So I I was pretty surprised. I met the father, T. Um, Morant seems like a good dude. Um, They seem like a close family, too. So, again, all of this seems somewhat surprising. I, I am glad, though, that he didn't hide from it. Now it's hard, to your point, you know, when it's him uh, in this situation on IG. But he took the responsibility quickly. And honestly, I hope he takes more time than the two games to kind of figure out how to get back on that right path, as you mentioned. Because he's one of the most electrifying players we've seen in a really long time. And charismatically as well, not just on the floor. So, again, it just felt a little out of character with me. And I know, you know, people act silly when they're young. I sure as hell know that I'm glad Instagram and Twitter wasn't around when I was 23 years old. But at some point, you have to understand the responsibility of what it is to be a superstar in any line of work, right? Sports, the entertainment industry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that... I'm hopeful, I guess I should say, that he does understand that and he takes that time and realizes what he needs to do to rectify that situation. George, always great to talk to you, brother. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll do it again real soon. We got a lot of uh, got a lot of got a lot of Warriors playoff conversations coming. We're going to need to tap back into you again soon, my man. Thank you so much. You got it. I actually have you guys again next week, uh, Wednesday. I'm doing the Clipper game on ESPN Radio, so we could chat maybe after that if you'd like. Uh, uh, I think you just booked yourself. George Sedano here on 95.7 uh, The Game. Uh, Always a friend of the show. Great to talk to him. Thank you very much, George. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.